This is treason. It's hidden agenda with David Waterman, like you saw in the uh, intro there uh, with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. Show today, by the way, brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Hey, I know there's not a lot of snow on the ground now, but uh, make sure you call uh, Executive Properties for your snow removal. There is some in the forecast for later on this week. Uh, by the way, if you have any questions or comments, our number here at the studios at Grand Forks Best Source, 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. Uh, before we get going too much further, let's do it. Let's do our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Um, I don't know if you saw she won a Grammy the other night, but you probably heard that Taylor Swift is endorsing Joe Biden. Taylor Swift is endorsing Joe Biden. Now, this totally makes sense. Uh, you know, 90% of her songs are about choosing the wrong guy, so that makes a ton of sense. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, let's get going here. My little, I'll call it my monologue. Um, Joe Biden's disapproval rating, lowest ever. For Joe Biden, since he took presidency, it is now, according to uh, my sources, as of two days ago, the lowest ever. His disapproval rating now at 60 percent, approval rating 37 percent. Now, last month, his disapproval rating was 57 percent. His approval rating was 40 percent. So they've dropped three points in the last month. Uh, you know, and another thing, where's Joe Ben? You know, uh, we've, we've been doing the airstrikes in, in Iraq and Syria. Uh, we also got a warning from Iraq. Uh, we were, you know, from Iran uh, anyway, but um, Joe was nowhere uh, to be seen or found. Um, he was in Vegas on Sunday, though, and I don't know if you heard what he said. He said Trump and his MAGA friends are dividing us, not uniting us, dragging us back to the past, not leading us to the future. That's what Joe said. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you know this, David, blood clots are now the leading cause of preventable deaths in the United States. Blood clots are, uh, which have skyrocketed since the rollout of the COVID mRNA vaccines. We all know that. Um, and finally, City of Grand Forks approved the animal impound contract with Circle of Friends. Um, I, I feel bad about this whole deal. We've, we've um, our part-time whatever um, kind of drug them through the news. Uh, a lot of people just kind of took aside because uh, of what I think are some of our news uh, reporters did around here. Uh, they fired their their chairman of the board or chief executive officer, um, and now her kids are being harassed. Um, she's looking for a new job out of city, probably out of state. But um, anyway, the city is going to keep going. Uh, all I care about is this thing keeps going, and it is not a no-kill. It keeps being a no-kill shelter. Uh, they've never... They've never put an animal down there in like the last 10 years, and I hope they just keep doing it. And um, that's about what I got. I was going to say, I wonder how long that's going to last. Well, that's just it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everybody's like, well, why does the city have to pay for it? It there's just so much more to it than that. Um, in my opinion, there should be somebody we can call, um, even if the police say, hey, look, there's, there's this dog over here. We've got to go get him. It's 1 o'clock on a Friday morning. We don't need to be tying up our damn police force. 
to do that kind of stuff. I, I don't care. Um, some knucklehead put a, there was a, a want ad for hiring police officers in, on Facebook the other day. Some lady, uh, I'm not even going to mention her name, but um, was bitching about the fact that, well, the CEO of Circle of Friends made way more money than that. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. They were doing a good job. It's something we needed. It wasn't just for pets. It was for people, too. But there, my rant is done. How are you, David? Um, I'm better now, <laughs> now that I'm here. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting, this story. And I saw that, that picture, by the way, uh, John, that you posted of yourself with uh, one of those dogs. Oh, no, that was a different dog. That was yep. a different dog. Yep, yep. But you know what that what really stands out to me and everything that you just said about the circle of friends and the you know dealing with the animals is that it really says something about the American people because this is not just Grand Forks, North Dakota. Thank you. Uh, this is not just Grand Forks, North Dakota. This happens all over the United States. Mm-hmm. And what I'm talking about is people caring about about animals. Yeah, that's that's called compassion. Sure, you know. Americans have compassion not just for other people, but even for even for animals. Well, you know, a lot of these animals are companions. Uh, a lot of these animals are good for people's mental health and well-being. Um, a lot of these people, great example, uh, a few years back, we took out uh, some veterans fishing. Um, and one of them had uh, a companion animal. Uh, he'd been in tough shape. The guy had tried to commit suicide numerous times over a 30-year period. He had this animal. He was just happy. Everything was great. He had a great time fishing. Um, his companion dog died, and he died probably three months after. Just went oh, downhill. Wow. wow. So th- there's more to it. When I mention, you know, when I say helping people, yeah. um, you know, COVID, that really a lot of people had to give up their animals. They had to surrender them because they couldn't afford them, um, and it killed them. I mean, you know, animals aren't just there to, to protect you. They're there to, you know, be with you, too, and be your companion. There's uh, at least one study, probably multiple studies, on the benefit of uh, elderly people yeah. getting a pet, a cat or a mm-hmm. dog. Um, and because I think for one thing, it gives them something to, to get up for, right? Sure. They, yep. They've got to walk the dog. They've got to give it food and mm-hmm. do all that kind of thing. But the thing is that these animals also, uh, they return affection oh, yeah, to the do. owner. Sure. And so that's... a. Uh, that's a huge thing, but the fact that a human and a, a human being can bond with an animal like a dog or a cat—I mean, I've never been a cat person. Mm-hmm. But, um, they're soft and fluffy, and yeah, that's nice. Yeah. But, they kill mice. <laughs> but they, they kill mice, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the fact that we have compassion for them—and I want to contrast that, John, with what happens in other parts of the world. You know, there are nations, uh, there are countries, and I'm not going to get into any of the details about this, even though I know some of them, unfortunately. Um, in some of the Arab countries, especially with these the, the terrorists mm-hmm. that try to come over here from, from over there who want to kill us, mm-hmm. who want to destroy us, they take great delight in torturing dogs to oh, death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they not only don't care about them, not only do they not have a circle of friends... They torture them to death. Sure. When uh, I was in uh, Greece and, and Turkey and, and over there, um, Italy, I think it was more Greece, but um, you go to the town squares or downtown or in their areas, and there are dogs everywhere. They're just laying on the sidewalks. They're laying in front of store shops. They're laying wherever they could. Um, but the, and, and they're strays. But the shop owners, everybody in that neighborhood, they all leave out dishes of food. 
They all live out bowls of water. They leave all of these things for these dogs. They have the, a lot of the dogs, they have like an ear tag. And I don't know if it's a city deal that they do to make sure they're at least, you know, vaccinated or whatever. But everybody loves them. Nobody messes with them. Uh, the dogs never, you, you saw some awfully old ones. But uh, everybody was so friendly to them. Same with oh, cats. They were, they were just all over the place. Now, that's interesting because uh, that must have been in Greece. Because I think I, it was. And unless it's changed. I, when, I lived in Turkey for two and a half years. Oh, okay. When I was younger. And um, they, we, had a, we had a dachshund uh, when we lived in California before we moved to Turkey. Um, and I, I lo- his name was Max. Mm-hmm. I loved Max. Uh, my dad named him Maximilian Schmel. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> yeah. he had a, you know. Anyway, yeah. but we left him with our, my great aunt because they kill dogs in Turkey. Oh, okay. And they poison them. I mean, they put food out, but they put poison in it. Mm. But they love cats. Yeah. So they're feral cats. It's just like you suggested. Only it's in Turkey. Mm-hmm. It's it's cats that yeah, run okay. wild all over the place. I mean, every building, every apartment building yeah. has cats living in it in the basement, and they catch mice. And I don't know how much, you know. But but that's based on a on a on a I think more, mostly on a, a an old fable, a, a tradition that they have that the next great leader. Will be bitten on the heel by oh, a sure. white cat, yeah. Yeah. and that's that'll be the sign that this is he's going to be the next Ataturk, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Uh, but yeah, they don't like dogs. So, uh, but we do, and the, my point is that we have compassion for for animals, even animals that, that don't belong to us, yeah. right? Because circle of friends, they're not taking in their own dogs. Yeah, that dog I had, in that picture wasn't mine. That wasn't your dog, no. right? So y- y- we have the ability as Americans. I think part. I think it's entirely because of our Judeo-Christian values that come from the Bible, that we care about other living creatures. And so somebody said, well, John doesn't care because he hunts. Right? Do you hunt? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've got friends that I don't hunt, but I've got friends that hunt, mm-hmm. and I've talked to them about hunting, and, and they think that actually the people that, that, that are opposed to hunting, which I'm not, they think people that are opposed to hunting are actually the ones that don't care. Because if you don't have hunters, for example, it's some winters, if it's a really harsh winter, what happens to the deer population? Starvation, you know, uh, disease, they, yeah. they overpopulate. And they, they die in very uh, slow, nasty ways, yeah. slow, painful Well, deaths. first they start aborting their fawns uh, if they're female. Um, they can actually live. Most fawns are, or most females or does are impregnated with twins. Uh, some triplets, uh, they have the ability to abort wow. a fetus and live off of that uh, during bad weather, during bad winter conditions where they can't get to snow. Nice. So if there's if there's a spring where a lot of the fawns you see are just a single fawn, uh, odds are it was a, a, a pretty harsh winter. Um, so, yeah, it's a slow. It's oh. it's not fun. And and and. The, our Department of Natural Resources, I think they do a tremendous job on uh, keeping the herd, uh, you know, and control the herd or whatever. And um, uh, you know what? I have no problem paying the state to hunt, um, even if I don't fill my tag. And I could have, but I don't. I don't every year. So, yeah, so let's just, I just want you to explain the tag thing because there might be other people that don't understand how that works. Uh, tell them, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but my understanding is that the, that the, the state, where whichever state it is, that they keep track. Yeah. They keep track of the deer population. Sure. Right? Yep. And they and they keep track of the weather so they know what kind of mm-hmm. winter is coming. 
and then they issue tags based on what they know is yep. going to be necessary to call the herd to make sure that those a who sustainable herd who yeah. survive right mm-hmm. that they survive mm-hmm. through the winter that they have enough food to eat yep. and that they can then repopulate in the sure. coming coming uh, spring. yeah and and it's different all parts of the state I mean let's face it Minnesota is a pretty big state uh, the northern part of Minnesota is completely different than the southern part so they've got their sections or their zones um, some zones like mine last year my one tag I could shoot a buck or a doe. And I could go buy three other bonus tags for does only. But all of these are, you know, it's 60 bucks or whatever for your first tag. And then after that, it's like 25 bucks a piece. But they're not free. If you if you live in North Dakota and you want to hunt in Minnesota, you tack on at least another $100 to that tag. But it, it's not free. So it is a way to help fund the Department of Natural Resources. And they do a great job. And And you know what? There is a difference between outdoorsmen and killers. Yeah, um, right, yeah, some of us have our, our ethical. You're not bloodthirsty no. maniacs running around just wanting to shoot something. No, my my goal when I shoot a deer, uh, which is about the only thing I hunt anymore besides like coyotes or whatever. But my goal when I shoot a deer is for that deer to be uh, gone before it hits the ground. Mm. That is my ultimate goal, and I'm usually pretty good at it. So, yeah. and and that's that's you couldn't ask for anything more. That's about the. That's got to be the most humane way. Absolutely, uh, I want them dead uh, before they okay. hit the ground. Yeah, right. I've got a friend who hunts. He uh, he used to shoot. He now he bow hunts, mm. and he told me about a time when he uh, he shot a deer that was the, the deer was grazing, and the arrow went right through it. Sure, but I went through they usually the do. heart or the. I'm not sure which. Anyway, he said the deer jumped, and then and then it looked around, went back to eating. Then didn't even realize mm-hmm. that it had been shot, and then it uh, wandered off a little bit, and then it just kind of laid down and expired. Expired, yeah. right? But it wasn't traumatic. It wasn't nope. painful. I mean, the deer obviously didn't even know it was shot. No, nope. so uh, yeah. So that's Im- that's the point. That's is what you can hope for. Yeah, but the point is still it's it's uh, there's compassion for these animals. Yeah. you know, yes. even the even the uh, the you know the wild animals. That you wouldn't take mm-hmm. as a pet, like a wild mm-hmm. deer, and every hunter I've talked to has said, "Yeah, they're concerned. They want to to make the process as painless and sure. quick as possible for the animal that they're shooting." So, um, so there is this compassion is a good thing. Yeah, but in our society today, we're seeing increasingly less and less compassion. More and more division, yeah. And more and more anger, uh, and that's not a good thing, right? Because that works on a person on the inside, yeah. And uh, and ultimately, it'll 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 do great damage to society. And so, what's driving that? That's my question. What is driving the lack of compassion? We know for a fact, people that have been studying now video games, especially the first-person shooter games, for a couple of decades now. They've actually found that the you know the brain is divided into different parts, mm-hmm. right? And different parts of the brain do different functions. Yep. And so the part of the brain that is the compassion center for people that play these video games, uh, there's the if I was to throw something at you, you would put your hand up and try yep. to block it, right? That's a res- that's a reaction. You don't have to think. You don't have to sit there and think. Hmm, yep. He threw something at me. Do I want it to hit me in the eye or not? No, maybe I'll block it. You don't have to do that, right? Right. You just defend yourself. Instinct, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a reaction. Yep. You just react to what's happening. And the reaction part of the brain is not the same as the 
the the thinking, the analyzing mm-hmm. part of the brain, the uh, the part that says, "Hmm, I wonder what would be the best thing to do here." That part is, I believe, tied with the compassion part. You know, how do we help this guy out? And what they found is that with these video games, the part of the brain that reacts, that just boom, that just does something. You know, someone hits you, you hit them back. You don't even think about it. You just react. That part of the brain actually gets stimulated and grows. Oh. But the part of the brain that is contemplatory, that, that, that's, that, that, that analyzes, that figures things out, that reasons, that part of the brain literally kind of just goes to sleep during that reaction time because all the, all the brain is doing is reacting, react, react, react. You react to what happens on the screen, and so you're not thinking about it. Right. They've actually measured this because they put the electrodes on the person they watch on the monitor, and they said that the part of the brain that uses reason actually shrinks. It actually shrinks to the point where it becomes weaker. So some researchers have gone as far as saying that playing those video games, especially for extended periods of time, actually produces brain damage. The reactive part gets stronger, the compassionate, reasoning, thinking part mm-hmm. gets smaller. Sure. And you end up with somebody who's more likely to say, shut up, yeah. and hit their kid yep. rather than say, no, what, what, what is it? What do mm-hmm. you say? What do you want? What, what's going on? Right? And listen to them. That's a bad thing for society. And yet these games are, I mean, they, they've reached a level where people actually call themselves athletes who play these video games. You know, yeah, yeah. seven, eight hours athletes. a day. Athletes, yeah. Athletes. <laughs> they said, no, they're sports. They're esports. It's not a sport. Yeah, okay. It's, it's pushing buttons yeah. in front of a... Mario Kart's going to be in the Olympics next or what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, But they are fun. They're I mean, fun, they're fun, for, but... For, yeah. For, so is going on and playing the real sport. For a pastime, they're yeah. fun for a while, but, the, but moderation yeah. is the key. And the point is... These games actually impact people's ability to feel compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. What happens, John, when you're, you know, 95 years old and you're, you don't, you know, you're in a, some kind of a care facility mm-hmm. and the, the nurse, the person that's in charge of taking care of you, only cares about playing his video games and really, and you're hurting because something's wrong and he doesn't really care. He's just there collecting a paycheck, mm-hmm. doing the minimum amount that he's got to do, or maybe worse. Maybe he's gambling with one of his buddies about how much they can get away with that just making your life miserable. Well, you know what I mean? As long as he's dead before he hits the floor, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I don't plan on... Being in that situation, I'm sure you not, don't. But right, we'll see and what I, I don't either. But yeah. but there are a lot of people who are sure. Oh, and I know. My my point is just that. Yeah, we need compassion. We need a compassionate society is a healthy society. Right. And as the compassion of the society begins to dwindle, we have real trouble. Uh, that wasn't the point of the show today. But no. since you mentioned it, since you mentioned the circle of friends, I, I thought that's a good opportunity to talk about that. There's such a thing as compassion, and then there's such a thing as just being stupid. 
I don't think that when you let off a criminal who um, who's a threat to society and you slap him on the wrist, or don't even slap him on the wrist, just let him go, I don't think that's compassionate. I think that's stupid. Mm. I think that's actually very dangerous because it, it sends the message to the law-abiding citizens that uh, it doesn't matter what somebody does to you. Uh, we're not going to try to stop them. Yeah. You know, they're going to come in and rob your store? Well, unless any one individual took more than $1,000 worth of stuff, we're not even going to prosecute them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that would have been unheard of four years ago. Yeah. Today, it's common. That's how it in, is at uh, big cities. I know Target, yeah. My, okay. my niece worked down there in the cities for, for years. And um, they, if, if you were walking out of the door, exactly right. If it was less than $1,000, they just said, let them take it. It doesn't matter if it's a felony or not. It's not worth it. Just let them take it. And she said she'd watch people just take stuff out of the store all day long. You try to do something about it, you lose your job. So she's decided to quit after a long time there. So, yeah. You lose your job. Yeah. You lose your job for trying to protect the store's mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a corporate store. Yeah. It was a store that, you know, I have a hard time believing that if you owned a store, or Paul, if you owned a store, and someone was carrying stuff out and not paying for it, the, you would tell your employer, no, just let him go. Just let him take that it. That was the defense for the Rittenhouse case. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the or the, the prosecutor. That's all he kept mm-hmm. going after him, saying that he was protecting property, and that's why he shot those people, which was not the case. It was clear he shot them because they were trying to take his gun. They, yeah. he, he, and, and they were trying to attack him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Right, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse was a. I mean, he was there. I think initially there to protect property. Sure, but that's sure not why he, he shot. He didn't shoot someone mm-hmm. to protect property. He shot. He shot someone to protect himself. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Boy, what that guy went through. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero, and um, and he's and he's defamed and pummeled in court by these like he, people who I think have, he got some money out of the view though didn't he in a few other places yep. which was yeah. uh yeah I, I think he got a lot of money awesome. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's some justice yeah yeah which i heard the view is getting canceled too well I should have been canceled a long time ago yeah abc Jeez. is dropping him though because of the rates are so bad yeah I, that's what i heard the ratings yeah <laughs> the ratings well, they're, they're, well not a lot of people like him anymore i think the better better title would be the pew yeah that, yeah. that show really stunk yeah it sure me. did it sure did all right well let's get back on track then yes, uh, sir. this is treason um your title today well there's uh you know you heard about the the sex tape that was released from the i i thought about sending a video because i've seen the video some staffer some washington dc staffer was filmed having gay sex in a Senate hearing room in Washington, D.C. Recently? Yeah, yeah okay. just like, like a week or so ago. Oh, gee. And, and the guy that he was having sex with was filming it with his phone. Oh, my goodness, yeah. He then uploaded that to a gay, apparently a gay website for, for gays in the D.C. area to view for their pleasure. But they kind of got out because he literally panned the room. So you can see, yeah, they're in the Senate hearing room. My God. So the staffer is, uh, is the one who is... They don't know who, the, who, who was having sex with him. 
but we actually see you can his... just see the back of the head. <laughs> that's correct. Yes, that's exactly oh right. You God. just see the back of the head. Yeah. Okay. And at one point he turns, <laughs> and in the video that I watched, they blurred out two things. They blurred out his face. Okay. And they blurred out the uh, the um, the indiscreet part, the parts that you don't show in public. Oh, okay? sure, sure. Um. So there's been an investigation. Well, you know, if you can hide cocaine in the White House, why not have gay sex in there? Nobody's going to know, right? Jeez. Here's, uh, here's Where what was it, Hunter? Here's what it says. I, I can't. <laughs> well, they blurred out the face. Anyway. Police investigation into the filming of a sex tape by a since-dismissed Senate staffer in a Senate hearing room has ended with no charges. No charges. No charges. But he has been dismissed. His name is uh, Maze uh, Cheropsky. Uh, I, th- this, this article, I tried to print it out, but I, again, tech that doesn't work. That's no. been my morning. Um, this guy worked as a legislative uh, aide, a legislative aide for Senator Ben Cardin before leaving his job in December after posting blah, 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 of him having sex with another man inside the Hart, the Hart Senate office building. Ben Cardin, you're not going to believe this, John, but Ben Cardin is a Democrat. No way. I know. I know. It's a shocker. No way. Right. So, so let's just let's just think for a moment. No charges. Okay. I guess there's no law against having gay sex in a Senate hearing room. I guess not. It's a public building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's owned by the people, but I guess it's okay to do that. Way, boy. You know, wasn't there something about Ben Franklin and some guy? No, there wasn't. No. No. Those guys (laughs) would have this guy. They'd have both of them taken out and shot. Yes, yeah. This, the guy that we know would be... uh, Spokesperson added that although there was likely a violation of congressional policy involved in the act, there's... No current evidence that a crime was committed. Oh, boy. You know, can you imagine being a, a senator going into the Senate hearing room in the Hart Building to listen to someone give testimony about something, and you're sitting right there where these two guys were going at it? And I'm can you imagine sure, that? Pretty sure sex in public is a crime. I, yeah, well, I kind of yeah, think so. I think it usually is. Unless it's gay sex, then it's oh, okay. Oh, yeah, then it's okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what? But that's actually true. There have been multiple parades of gay men engaging in all kinds of but, you know, hideous it, things, and the police are right there and they don't do anything. In my hometown, if you get caught urinating outside, oh, yeah, it's right. urinating in public, you get a ticket, and they put it in the newspaper. <laughs> I mean, you know how many guys have got popped for taking a leak behind the bar? It's like, oh, there come the cops. Oh, great. Now I'm going to be in the Times for urinating in public. But no, it's okay to... Yeah, okay. Aiden Mays-Jaropski uh, is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. A uh, Cardin spokesperson said amid the uproar, we will not further comment on this personal matter. Oh, it's a personal matter. Okay. Things that happen in the White House are a personal matter. Conservative news site The Daily Caller shared footage of the explicit video hours after another uh, outlet revealed the video's existence, alleging the clip had been shared on the on public Twitter account, the first report. Um, 
it's, they, here's what they did. They blurred out the face of this, uh, of this guy in the video. They blurred out his face. And on the, the news site that I read this on and watched this on, it said that they blurred out his face because his identity had not yet been confirmed. <laughs> it's like, got a laugh track on that you, one. You you can't make this stuff up. I mean, it, every we, week there's something coming out of the White House where you think to yourself, "You can't make this stuff up." But we're, we're living in backwards world. It's upside yeah, down world. Yeah. It's inside out world. Um, here's the thing: if the American people don't start getting outraged over this. This guy who they know, this staffer whose name they know, needs to be interrogated to find out who it was that was engaging yeah. with him. Yeah. There needs to be hearings and an investigation about there that. There should be. Yeah. Because anybody that does, you know what? I don't get, oh, oh, gay sex. Oh, you're just a homophobe. No, I'm not. I just know no. gay sex is wrong. I mean, it's, 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 it's a sin according to scripture. Just like if, one senator or one aide or whatever, uh, a male senator has sex with someone else's wife. Guess what? That's a sin. They're both sins. I would be upset if there was a senator having sex with his own wife in the Senate hearing room. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. That's right there. You nailed it. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it was gay or whatever, whatever. They're doing it in the damn White House. It's come on. You know, that means what do you think other countries are thinking? What, what was this guy thinking as this was going on about the White House and what it's supposed to mean to the United States? Obviously, it didn't mean crap to him. Yeah, well, the, so that's in the Hart Senate building. Well, it's not the White I've House. I've been oh, there, but it's, it's a Senate building. It's a it's Senate, the Biden, state it's capital. It's the Biden administration building now. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, so what's the here's – the, here's the question. John, this guy – one of these two guys who was engaging in this despicable act filmed it with his phone, then uploaded it for other perverts to watch. Well, wonder if he was hoping to get some money out of that deal, thinking... And the interesting thing is, or maybe he was hoping to... The interesting thing is, at one point, he literally tilts the phone up and pans the room. So there can be no question. See, I'm mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. right in the nation's capital, yep. right in the Senate hearing room yep. in the Hart Building. He didn't want any question to. <laughs> so where's the American people's response to this? Where is, where is the call for the investigation and resignation of whoever that other staffer was? Was it another staffer or was it a senator? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get access to the room? Was the room locked? Did they lock it, or were they hoping someone would walk in and find them? You know, there are a lot of questions that yeah, I haven't is. seen answers to yet. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. So, um, so this is uh, despicable, but, it, but here's the thing. It gets worse. Um, Paul, do we have that? Uh, there's a, uh, there's, there are a couple of Muslims, women, Muslim women in the U.S. legislature. Right. Wait a minute. Do we have to do something before yeah. we do this? Yeah, let's, let's do something. Yeah. So here's the teaser. You're not going to believe what's going to come next. All right. All righty. Hey, nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. I mean, the best. 
Oh, for heaven's cakes. That's where they come in. You're going to find the best cupcakes or cakes. Doesn't matter. Special occasion. Just a treat. Uh, walk in. Find out more. But you're not going to want to leave. The aroma in there is crazy. They're on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall here. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4. Saturdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Call them up. 701-757-CAKE. Or you can email them. Overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes, right here in the Grand Cities Mall. This is treason. Welcome to Hidden Agenda on Grand Fork's Best Source here on a Tuesday. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition on the show like uh, every week here. Every Tuesday um, morning. And, um, um, I, so we're talking about um, Omar? Or yeah, who are we talking about? Right. Yeah, we will. Um let me ask you, John. Did I? Do you think did I make the right call by not bringing in any? I, I was considering bringing a still shot of, or or even the video that was posted with this with the the nasty stuff blurred out. Is it just as well I didn't bring that? Yeah, in? Yeah, I don't want to puke in my mouth today. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Thank so, you. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know. By the way, on a personal note, my wife said to me uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, you've got to get a hair. You need a haircut before you go on the the show again because I, you know, here's the thing. I I don't believe there are all these. Guys, I'm not a metro. I'm not a, one of these. I'm not a Gen X Gen mm-hmm. Zer guy. I don't believe. The, I just don't put product in yep. my hair. Yep. yep. And my hair is kind of out of control. I mean, I just I wash it. and It does whatever it wants yep. to do. And yep, I yep. can't really control. So unless it's short, it just. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, all of my my beauty and health, or my beauty and and care hair care products and all of that stuff I use, it's all in a bar of soap that smells like beer. <laughs> that's it. That's that's my conditioner, my my shampoo, my body wash. That's everything in a bar there of soap. You go. It's not easy being this good looking. I know. <laughs> that's what baseball hats are for too. That's, <laughs> that's like a curse, that's isn't good. it? <laughs> Paul, Paul's a good looking guy. Yeah, uh, it ain't so, easy. But I, yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. Um. It's it's guys like me. I. You know what? Years ago, when I was when I was in high school, I used to blow dry my hair. I had oh yeah. The wave mm. going in the front, and it was just perfect. And one day, someone said to me. Guys don't use blow dryers. And as I th- started thinking about it, I thought, that's a really good point. <laughs> I'm not a model. I'm not going to, I'm not, I mean, so I just stopped doing it. Fabio. I, so what's that? Yeah, Fabio. Right, right, right. So I, so on my hair, I use a towel. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Shampoo in the shower. Yeah. Towel out of the shower. Yeah, I'm done. Mine, mine's getting long too. I'm about to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, but again, I throw a baseball hat on. In fact, I go over and I get my hair cut uh, over here. Uh, as soon as he's done and I pay him, I put my hat back on and I walk out the door. So, <laughs> so you cover up his work. I do. That's I do, unless even... I'm at the table uh, or a church or something like that. But um, yeah, um, yeah, you take your hat off at my table. Absolutely. Or my wife will knock your head off with good. the hat. So yeah, <laughs> very good. So. Uh, apologies to our listeners for going into personal stuff for a minute there. I just thought I'd say something yeah, because yeah. because someone invariably will say, man, did you know your hair was kind of all messed up? No, no. It's just that's the way it is. Yeah. I can't do anything. I try. I comb it and I put this anyway. And it's not headphone hair. Come in what? It's not headphone hair. No, I could probably <laughs> cover it up with the headphones, but yeah. I don't like them. So, uh, so when any congressman or senator or any elected official takes office, they... they most of them, certainly in 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 the state, the nation's capital, they take an oath. Mm-hmm. 
They take an oath to the Constitution of the United States of America. But this woman, what's her name? What's her woman's name? Ilhan Omar yeah, yeah. from West Texas. No, from, uh, from Rhode Island. No, no from California. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, actually, I don't think she's from anywhere around here. No, she's here. not from anywhere around here, no. but she represents... And her brother, a, I mean, husband, or whatever the hell he is, she's not either, but... brother-husband. Yeah, yeah. The brother-husband who she married so that she could become an, an American citizen, yep. right? She yep. was naturalized by marrying her brother who wasn't like, an yep. American citizen. Wow. That's my understanding. And I think she was married before she married her brother. Well, that's a... You know, yeah, so that's a whole details. polygamy ah, thing no. there or something. But Boy, anyway, t- I, I don't, I don't think that she, I don't think that was a okay an issue for her. Okay. Anyway, she supposedly represents you, yeah. Minnesotans. Mm-hmm. She's she's in Congress in Washington D.C. to represent the people of Minnesota. Yeah, that's her job. I, I'd like to let you listen to this recent interview by her. One is that uh, the twenty seventh of uh january she's the one thing though is uh people that are listening to this and the podcast app you're gonna have to translate it i will try okay so so we have one or two ways we can do it i I can either read it as yeah let's try that i'll go ahead and i'll try to read as we go okay so if you can have her turn down just pot her down a little bit and then i'll read as fast as i can off the screen uh, she starts by saying, I think her first, her opening statement is something like, uh, you know, we're always kill, we kill each other and stuff. But anyway, so she says, we as Somalians, we as Somalians, uh, we love each other. There are areas of friction that lead us to kill each other. But in reality, we're an organized society. This is what she says, brothers and sisters, people of the same blood. People who know they are Somalians first, Muslims second, and protect uh, one another uh, to come to the aid. A couple days ago, we heard some people who call themselves Somalis, Somaliland, or claim to be Somalis, have signed a Mao with Ethiopia on access to the sea. I don't, um, or I don't even know uh, what the Mao laughter, haha, uncomfortable. I'm sorry, my grasp of Somali language is atrocious. So she's laughing. Very pretty woman, by the way, uh, physically. What a shame, really healing herself. And again, uncomfortable laughter. Many Somalians have personality, have personally called me to encourage me to speak to the U.S. government to thwart the mouth, this, to thwart this yep. agreement, okay? Uh, and help Somalia. They want to show the U.S. Whoops. My answer to Somalians was the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders, and that is, whoa, we Somalians oh, must have the confidence in ourselves that so we call. Oh, I can't read this. If you live in the U.S., we pay tax here. The U.S. is a country where one of your daughters, I, myself, okay, as long as I'm in the U.S. Congress, Somalia will never be in danger. Its waters, the uh, Indian Ocean, will not be stolen by Ethiopia or others. Sorry, U.S. will not dare to support anyone against Somalia, Somalia to steal our land. Sleep and comfort knowing I'm here to protect the interests of Somalia from inside the U.S. system. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's just, let's just stop it right there. She's, first thing is she starts out is we as Somalians. What about we as Somalian Americans? Um, we're not going to do anything unless we tell them to do. Why don't they just kick her the hell out of this damn country, especially my state? Anyway, they shouldn't even give her a microphone. So she said, I'm here to represent the interests of Somalia. She said that. Yeah. Now, I, I said this before we started to play this clip, John. 
what is it that she, that, that the people of Minnesota sent her to the U.S. Congress to do? Was it to represent the people of Somalia? Was that why she was voted into Congress? To well, who voted her in? The Minnesota's people? got a very, very, very large Somalian population. Um, I'm guessing 90. I'm just pulling these numbers out now. They even have a Somali flag now for state flag. Well, pretty much. Yeah, we do. I mean, pretty much. Um, yeah. Guess what? She's there to represent the people of Minnesota, she, that's not she's supposed to, to be represent for. the yes. government of Somalia. Yeah. She's there to represent... U.S. citizens, mm-hmm. not the people of Somalia. Here, I, I, I typed some of this out before we got started, so I actually have some of her uh, her statements um, that have been transcribed. Uh, he says, we're, we're Somalians first, Muslims second, who protect one another, who come to each other's aid and to the aid of other Muslims too. My answer to the Somalians was that the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. <laughs> they will do what we want and nothing else. That's a quote. Yeah, yeah. They will do what we want. Yeah. Who's the they? The U.S. government will do what we want. Yeah, the Somalians. And, and yeah. nothing else. Mm-hmm. Quote. The hell do you think you are? They must follow our orders, and that is how we will safeguard the interests of Somalia. They must follow our orders? Ilhan Omar seems to think that she's in Congress representing oh, yeah. Somalia and mm-hmm. the people of Somalia and that the U.S. government must follow their orders. Yeah, and she couldn't even speak right Somalian either. <laughs> wow. We Somalians must have the, that confidence in ourselves that we call for the shots in the U.S. Shots. I, I think she meant we call the shots. Yeah, 50 years ago, they would have taken out, taken her out and, and shot she her. she would have heard some shots. Yes. We live in the U.S., pay taxes in the U.S. and have a real voice. The U.S. is a country where one of your daughters, myself, is in Congress to represent your interest. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm in Congress to represent your interest. And they cheered. Yeah. If you're a Somalian. Yeah. As long as I, for as long as I'm in the U.S. Congress, Somalia will never be in danger. Its waters will not be stolen by Ethiopia or others. I'm here to represent the interests of Somalia. Well, let's see how much longer she stays in Congress. So the question is, what, what was the hidden agenda when she ran for a U.S. Congress seat in Minnesota? Because I guarantee she had an agenda. She had a plan from the very beginning. Oh, she for sure. She wasn't running to represent the people. No, no. And she finally has admitted it. She's come right out and said it publicly. I'm sure, assuming that because she's speaking Somalian, yeah, kind and, of, except the words she didn't know, that, that the U.S. would never figure it and out. And why can't, why can't there be like a chain of command where if you said something stupid about the company you worked for, your boss would, would take you in and say, hey, dude, you, you can't be talking like... Why can't our governor do something like that? Oh, wait a minute. Look at our governor. Like he's going to do anything. But they should, you shouldn't be able to just say crap like that. Well, you can't. Because you're not representing the whole dang state like she seems to think she is. What she's just done, because she took an oath to obey yeah. and to, and to, and to, um, uh, to uphold. Support, uphold. Yep. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. To uphold the Constitution of the United States. Mm hmm. She's a representative for the United States people in Minnesota. 
U.S. citizens in Minnesota. She just said openly that she's there to represent Somalia and the Somali people in Somalia, and she's going to protect Somalia, and that the U.S. government must do whatever they order them to do. That, my friends, is called treason. Treason. Very much treasonous, yes. I think it's kind of funny, too, because I think that comparison would be like my five-year-old telling my four-year-old that <laughs> that everybody in the school is going to do what they say, like all the teachers and everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to win that battle. Yeah. I would, I would just love right. her to come up here. Um, come over to one of these small towns uh, up here in northwest Minnesota and do that speech. Have that speech and see... See if you even make it to your dang car. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. If the U.S. went to war with Somalia, I think it would be over in like two hours. Uh, if that. <laughs> or <yeah>. less. <laughs> However long it takes. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't take long two at all. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the Somali pirates have uh, quite a reputation. <laughs> they are the, they're the greatest threat on the open waters. Yeah, Somali well, pirates. I'm, the, the I'm your captain now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, Minneapolis guy, by the way, Minnesota boy. That guy was, um, I'm your captain. Oh. No, that guy, yeah. Yeah, he was like a taxi driver. Or Just something. something like that, yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't know the reference. Uh, captain Phillips? Or captain something? Phillips, oh. yeah. When, oh, yep. I'm yes, your captain I'm... now, uh, yeah, when they took over the ship. Yeah. Didn't end well for those guys, did it? Nope. No, it did not. Uh, fish food, the Sabah, pretty much. The Somali, those were Somali, and those were Somali pirates, too. <laughs> if you want to see something really funny is when uh, South Park and Cartman joins the, the Somali uh, pirates and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, at the end, they were like going to try to take over or something. And all you just see is he's like, all right, let's go. And all of a sudden they all just start dropping like flies and it's over in just like five seconds. And then you just see this American sniper and he's just goes to him. He's clear. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had, uh, an, I actually had an argument one night uh, with a, a man from Somalia and um, he was he was not happy, and um, he said he was going to probably have to quit his job and move back to Somalia. And I said, "Well, what do you do?" And and he, and he told me, and I know it was a decent paying job. It was a good paying job. And I say, "Well, what's wrong with that?" Well, that bitch, she's having the fourth kid now, and she wants me to pay child support. And I'm like, "Oh, wow. that wow. changes things." So you're putting your tail Kinda between does. your legs, and you're just going to leave your kids that you fathered all alone. Typical. I said, what are you going to do back there? Be a farmer or a pirate? Well, what's that supposed to mean? It's like, well, I don't know. Uh, anyway, Bev Early says, read Stealth Invasion, Muslim Conquest Through Immigration and Resettlement, Jihad by Leo Holman. It's all by design. But, it's uh, all by yeah. design. And there have been people, uh, I've been concerned for 20 years about what the, uh, the, the influence. Look, you know what? I don't hate anybody. Me neither. I don't hate Me any neither. group of people. Um, I can think of a couple. I'll tell you what. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. I hate the people that God hates. Okay. okay? I, I, I don't like the fact that I work my ass off, I pay taxes, I have my entire life, but I, I, it's like you can't get ahead. Uh, and then you see certain ethnic groups come in. They drive nicer cars. They don't yeah. do anything. Um, and, and they don't have to. And they're given everything they want. And then they demand more. They demand more. That, that to me... I no no it, it's not right and and it is by design and it's and the thing is that here's the problem it's hard for most Americans to wrap their head around the idea 
that there's been a plan in place for decades to destroy America from within. Mm-hmm. And the way they destroy it from within is by attacking our, our values, our morals, and our institutions that cement those values and morals for the good of our society. So the church has been under attack. The, the educational institutions have been taken over, uh, I mean, 40 years ago. Um, and, uh, and the media, the news media that people relied on for so many years, organizations like the, you know, the CDC, the AMA, uh, the teachers' unions. I mean, I, I don't think that the teachers' unions were necessary. And I, I, I don't know. But I don't think that they started off being evil. I don't think that they started off having antagonistic goals towards our children um but that certainly is the way that they operate now yeah that's the way they operate today we're under attack in so so many different areas and and the problem is up to this point too many americans have been just sitting back oh no 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 you're a conspiracy theorist that's not true well look around folks i mean it's really happening thankfully more and more people are looking around Mm -hmm. more and more people are getting involved here's here's the thing I, I'm at the point where I have very little patience or tolerance with people who say, oh, I don't vote. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. You want to you you be 100% certain that your vote doesn't matter? Stay home. Yeah. And it absolutely won't matter. It, it absolutely guarantee. Actually, that's not even entirely true. You stay home and your vote might matter more than you think because someone else will do the voting for you. Yeah, yeah. They will vote with your name and your identification because you didn't. No, too many people uh, tend to forget that it's a privilege to vote. Not every country in the world gets the opportunity to choose their leader. It's a privilege, yeah. people. Thank you, John. I, you know, I would, even go, I would even go a step beyond that. I would say it's a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. If you're, an, if you're a U.S. citizen... I mean, a legal U.S. citizen, you have a responsibility. I'll go even a step beyond that. If you're a U.S. citizen, you have an obligation to the rest of your society mm-hmm. to find out what's going on, educate yourself about what's happening, and then go and vote. Oh, they're just going to steal it anyway. So let's just think for a minute. What do you think, if you're a crook, if you're a, if you're a criminal, if you're one of the globalists, if you're one of the anti-American activists, if you're one of the leftists, not liberals, I said leftists, mm-hmm. and you want to seal the election, what do you think is going to make it easier? Fewer people voting or more people voting? Fewer. Of course. Yeah. The, the less you have to do to rig it. Less you have to hide, less you have to change. you got to hide, less you have to change, right? Yep. But if a ton of people are voting... Mm-hmm. Your job just got a whole lot more difficult. Yep. So, number one, get involved and vote. Figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Go vote. Number two, go a step beyond that. Become a poll watcher. There you right? go. Uh, talk to the people in your district. Find out what it takes to get involved as, a, as an election official and go and make sure that things are being done legally and, and, and properly and correctly. Uh, therefore, Charlie Kirk is doing, I think he's already done it now. He's invited a bunch of uh, election officials to come and get training on lawfare, knowing how to sue before this, the, the next steal takes mm-hmm. place. And what are they doing to, to President Trump? You know, when President Trump was, was elected president in, in 2016, what did the Democrats say? What was, their, what was their big thing? 
he stole the election. Yeah, He's not yeah. really legally the one who won and blah, 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 yeah, right? Yeah. But when Republicans say the same thing and actually have oh, proof, yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden we're, we're election deniers. Yep, yep. And now they're charging Trump yeah. with a crime for saying that he believes that the election was not yeah the same with the my pillow guy you know he he questioned the the electronic voting machines he said they were rigged and then now they're suing him too lindell you can't have questions you can't oh no no you're gonna like it you're gonna sit down you're gonna shut up and you're gonna like it unless you're saying let's tear down those statues of the american patriots let's destroy our school system let's make sure that minorities get special preferential treatment in every area of society or else we're not living in a fair society right then you can say anything you want but you question the results of an election if you're a republican now you deserve to go to jail folks this is not good this is not america if we allow this to continue. Okay, boy, you know what? We're out of time. Uh, I've got one more clip that's really good. <laughs> we'll come back to it next week. No, I think because I want to talk about it and we uh, it's the top okay. of the hour. So let's just wrap this up and we'll come back to this. So we'll call it This is Treason Part 2 next week. Okay. All right. All right. Well, there we'll we come go. Back to it. Well, thanks for coming in. My and uh, by the way, I did want to ask you, uh, how is the grandchild? Oh, thank you, John. He's uh, beautiful. Good, good. You know good. what? I, our, some of our boys weren't beautiful when they were born. They're all good-looking young men now, but when they were born, <laughs> uh, I'm just being honest. You know, I mean, I'm the father. I should be biased, but I'm I'm also a photographer. Sure, so sure. I know <laughs> what's beautiful and what isn't. It's like, ooh, that very photogenic like, oh, kid. Ooh, I hope. I, it, it, He'll grow, he'll grow, into, grow it. into it, right? <laughs> but this this grandchild of mine is just beautiful. I mean, he wow. looks like he he looked like he was two weeks old the day he was born. I'm looking at him, I'm going, man, he's not wrinkly or red or ugly. Um, we we have a a manger scene that we put out at Christmas that was uh, it was handmade by an artist in Minnesota, actually, and it's beautiful. And the and the little the baby. Jesus mm-hmm. is uh, it, it's the best baby Jesus I've ever seen. He's you know what is the Bi- the Bible says that, that Mary wrapped him in swaddling cloths, yep. right? Yep. You swaddle children because mm-hmm. that makes them feel comfortable and yep. they stay warm and and guess what? That's how he is. He's not lying there like this. He's he's wrapped up in swaddling like a cloths. Cocoon. And all you see is his little head and his little face. Yep. And it's such a cute little baby in this little manger scene. And that baby, my wife said to, to, to our grand about our grandson. She said he looks just like the baby Jesus that we have. Oh in our boy, seat. he's that cute! <laughs> and yeah, new nicknames he, coming little, already. Yeah, his name uh, is Cameron Silas. Oh, Waterman. cool! That's cool. Cameron Silas Waterman. Nice. Yeah. Well, congratulations. No. <laughs> Uh, one last thing before we leave. That's awesome. Yes, uh, Marie Stewart, asking. hopefully when Trump is reelected, he gives another round of PPP loans. LOL. All right. There we go. Uh, David, thank you. Uh, thank you a week from today, this is treason part two. It's coming. Uh, hidden agenda today, by the way, brought to you by Redemption Shield. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, 
palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code GFBS and save 10%. RedemptionShield.com. Have you noticed? Yeah, all you got to do is go to GFBestSource, by the way, .com, GFBestSource.com. At the bottom of the homepage, you click the shield to order today. All right. Ah, boy, I tell you what, um, what's going on tomorrow here? Uh, Heather Novak's going to be in for the United Way of Grand Forks, East Grand Forks. Uh, Giving Hearts Day, you know, it's coming up just a couple of days away. She's going to be in tomorrow uh, to talk about Giving Hearts Day and so much more. We kind of knew this whole week was going to be like that. Uh, Make sure to tune in. We love having Heather in here. It's going to be an awesome show as usual, all right? Hey, everybody, make sure to uh, tune in and make sure to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show. And uh, thanks for uh, joining us. And please show your support in helping us give the Grand Cities an identity. Uh, Donate online at gfbestsource.com. And anyone running for local office and wants to come on the show, call us up, 701-213-0863, or email us, local at gfbestsource.com. Hey, the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.